at the end of those four years, my both my business partners and all the guys I run my business with are from uh, that very college, that very batch. So it didn't turn. <laughs> You are listening to the Limelight Show for the Zenzi by the Zenzi. I have been following Sanos for like the longest time, I guess. I used to see a lot of posts with Anusha doing, you know, the stories and stuff. And and I used to watch this show called Shark Tank. Okay, I don't know if you heard about it. Have you heard about it? I have. I have. Okay, so when I was seeing it on Prime, and then one random night, I seriously thought you guys should try when Shark Tank comes in India. <laughs> when <laughs> when it comes, maybe. I mean, uh, we'd love to be on Shark Tank, but but let's it's, we're we're taking it one step at a time. I don't want that. That's eventually the goal, of course. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. I I was following you guys, and then randomly when I was eating dosa and watching Prime, and then this thought popped up. I guess like one p.m. in the night, sorry, one a.m. in the night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. I I uh, I'm really flattered that you have that much faith in us. <laughs> <laughs> that somebody completely unrelated. It yeah. means a lot. Yeah. So I want to start out like you are an engineer turned entrepreneur, right? So I want to know like what inspired you to take up entrepreneurship right out of college. So when I joined college, I mean I wasn't one of those people who was forced into uh, engineering or anything like that. I I did my schooling at Don Bosco Egmore, so which was predominantly I mean my friends group was predominantly English spoken, and then when I went to and studied mechanical engineering at rajalakshmi engineering college the the group was predominantly tamil spoken so that was my first uh, like it was i wouldn't say culture shock but it was a bit of a took a some time uh, took some time for me to adjust to okay but um, i'm happy to say that uh, at the end of those four years my both my business partners and all the guys i run my business with are from uh, that very college that very batch so it didn't turn out as bad as i thought on the first day Okay. <laughs> so, um, how I moved is, I think when I started engineering, everybody starts off engineering thinking they're going to become an engineer in that field. But it's the sad reality that even, uh, like, I'd say ninety percent of the engineers who start in their field end up either in, uh, end up in IT or in uh IT firm doing marketing for them or something like that. So, I wanted to make it a point to. i was always uh, entrepreneurial in college also i was part of the entrepreneurship development cell and i was also a part of another club called an actis which is entrepreneurial it's like social entrepreneurship so i was an active part of both these clubs right through third year and and fourth year of course got washed out for us a little bit but i i wanted to make sure that i was not the same as the others we i didn't want to be end up in some um uh it firm or some computer science firm where i'm sitting and uh, coding which is completely unrelated i was i was 100% sure i didn't want to do coding that was okay. what the thing is and and no matter what you did the placement cell would tell you oh, uh, you have to prepare for they call some they do something called placement training where they teach you coding so mechanical engineers civil engineers anybody who taught coding and it turns out so they do that at the end of third year and when they started that for us was during lockdown so we we i did i think about out of 6 months they had gone 6 months rigorous uh, training program uh, over 6 months not 6 months continuously but i think i lasted about 20 to 30 days and that's when i realized um, this is not for me 
and i think it was during i mean a lot of people uh, had lost a lot during the lockdown but i am extremely grateful for the lockdown because that is what gave me the ability it gave me all the right uh, it put all the pieces together and gave me the stepping stones to start my business along with uh, a few friends of mine so i started this business along with a classmate of mine from college and right now four of us are primarily involved in it that that's great but so like what is the story behind the names tenos so i actually i named the the company's tenos i decided i'll tell you where it derived from mm-hmm. so when i go out i tell people oh so the word calisthenics our our company was is mainly centered around calisthenics because i personally i'm a calisthenic i was a track and field athlete right through school and then in college i started parkour and then eventually i started doing calisthenics so that is own body weight workouts and and cali essentially in greek means beauty mm-hmm. and stenos means strength so i i like that word stenos it had a very powerful i don't know when you say it, it it's it's a powerful word and uh, i like that word i i told it to my business partners they loved it too and they just stuck <laughs> that that is great because i believe you guys are actually doing a lot of good work in the way you brand to be a, the brand stenos a lot of content is all amazing i would say you have a long way to go <laughs> thank you thank you yeah i think uh, for us we the the thing is i think we just have fun along the way we just do everything everything is all done by just the four of us we have no ex- we've had no experience in any of these fields before it and we just jump Uh, head first and said okay what do we have to lose so i think that's what our driving force has been just doing what whatever we can never saying never mm-hmm. i think Makes that's sense. really it <laughs> so like i i would say like i run uh, i have an academy in chennai and then i run it along with my best friend so this idea just popped up over when we had when we had like pani puri in a roadside shop so how did the idea of stenos you know build up so it was quite interesting actually um my business partner names prasna mm-hmm. he was uh, like everybody was bored during the lockdown you know there was that phase where everybody was either baking or cooking or becoming uh, doing the instagram lives so everybody was very active on social media and uh, prasna was looking for uh, fitness equipment he, he didn't he wanted to make his own diy fitness equipment mm-hmm. so what he did is he bought pvc pipes and he made um, these things called parallels so they they sit about 30 cm off the ground okay he made them out of upvc pipes and he got quite a few enquiries about them so quite a few people um replied to him on instagram basically so when he when i replied to i also replied to his thing and said this is really cool and he to, and as we were speaking about it we i i suggested why don't we start uh, trying to sell these so we went this was when the lockdown had eased we went mm-hmm. we went to paris it was just just like one thing led to another we went okay. to paris found the cheapest way to get cheapest place which sold pvc pipes we came we did in my uh, we borrowed a, we had a power tool we had those cutting saws so we used that cut the thing put it together made made a few products and uh, we put it on the market <laughs> and i think that's pretty much where the seeds were then also born of course now we don't deal with that product at all but that's one product i'll always keep dear to Okay. will always be dear to me. that's cool that's cool so like what's the behind the scene of stenos like where do you have your manufacturing stuff and and what happens when someone orders and delivers the product 
so how our basic business models is uh, around instagram we mm-hmm. uh, we take i'll tell you like it's very simple why why we start on instagram is primarily because most of the people are on instagram most of the youngsters mm-hmm. and our target audience is on instagram and secondly instagram didn't cost us money in the beginning uh-huh. it was free so <laughs> that is i think the primary reason why we just started off on instagram so we have now launched a website but we initially started off instagram initially our products were manufactured all in so i have a a little bit of a backyard mm-hmm. in my in our house so we made use of that backyard we we sourced materials ourselves initially called a welder started welding up our uh, you can rent so we we were figuring this out all on the way you can rent power tools and all that so initially what we were doing is we were manufacturing everything ourselves okay now right now what we do is we found much better skilled manufacturers in ambatur mm-hmm. so we make use of local like local skilled manufacturers within this area near ambatur and our whole manufacturing process is kind of like a decentralized thing where we oversee the production we have guys here and there and there's we've created kind of like a supply chain where it moves through the process and how placing an order works is you message us on instagram we clear all your doubts about it mm-hmm. then you fill up a form form on on uh, google a google form followed by which you would send us the payment we'll send you the payment um, link the you after you pay us we'll deliver the product to your location okay so pre pandemic we were offering um, installation services but right now because of safety concerns we kind of like put that on pause Okay. So do you guys provide some manuals for the installation and stuff? Yes, so we do have uh of course we do have um like an installation guide mm-hmm. video. Again, so on YouTube we have an installation guide video, very comprehensive installation guide video. And it's quite a simple process actually. We any any uh, urban clap and handyman mm-hmm. can actually do it. So we we didn't find like we realized that it is doable by somebody else. but the process is what is important so we've we've solved that little bit and it's been working for us pretty well got it got it so like if we could go back and you know get back and tell me one uh, one incident or something that you can't forget in in the journey of building stenos i think this is kind of a funny one we had okay. initially initially when we started off i told you we were manufacturing all mm-hmm. the things in uh, the backyard of uh, of my house and um, we we had this one welder who we knew i mean subsequently we found uh, many other welders who we could have used but this one welder and he was only free at night because he had mm. a day job so we we had ordered all the materials we came out we we decided to do an all nighter because we had to uh, deliver all these orders we had and then we we rented out everything and the in the welding process there's something which is called a, a welding rod Okay. So um it essentially creates an arc between the metal and it melts and and um, fills up the metal. Mm-hmm. So that's how a welding rod works. So what what uh, we had forgotten to do was buy welding rods. So at um 1 o'clock at night we realized we don't have welding rods <laughs> and uh, we pretty much uh, spent an all night uh, doing nothing talking to the welder. It was <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a productive night but it was quite a uh, looking back at it now at that moment i was quite uh, uh furious <laughs> but uh, looking back at it now it's quite a memorable moment yeah we've had yeah. lots of memorable moments after that but that was the first one so okay 
<laughs> so like how did you guys get the idea of you know building up customized fitness equipment so i was i'm in this field mm-hmm. i i do a lot of calisthenics and this and i found that a lot of equipment first of all i there's a very limited place where you can get equipment the first place where anybody thinks of is decathlon <laughs> so that that's unfortunately i mean unfortunate for us good for them but uh, <laughs> they've created a very good brand image where everybody yeah. thinks of decathlon and i'm not saying that their products are uh, bad but quality wise i personally felt that certain products you were not getting what you paid for okay so the uh, there was only an option of going to somebody like a decathlon which mass produces their products in chinese of course they're not indian also and or you go to these big guys like the guys who provide the gyms like hammer strength and life fitness and all these these mm-hmm. heavy duty guys again they also don't manufacture in india but apart from that the fact is that they are too expensive so they either too expensive or or not uh, or expense like affordable but not worth the quality you get oh, okay. so we realized as we were working we realized we have a market we can supply to we know our customer base and we know what they need so we started uh, people started approaching us somebody came and approached us and said listen i want a squat rack made can you make it for me so one thing led to another and then we started taking on customized fitness equipment uh, orders that was actually insightful uh, so I, i see like you participate in a lot of wild warrior races and i see you network with a lot of people there and and do you think uh, maybe because of that you, this uh, your passion for fitness and sports collaborated to build stenos so i definitely say my passion for fitness was one of the driving forces why uh, behind which uh, stenos was created mm-hmm. because i my grandmother right from my grandmother my family's been in into sports track and field sports right mm-hmm. from early age so naturally we were put into uh, i was actually the first time i joined this thing i think was in kindergarten because my i have an elder brother and sister so they were already okay. doing training in track and field so i also started joining so i i think i've been doing track and field through school i did it for 14 years then once i joined college because of time i couldn't go back i i used to train twice a day uh, at one point through through high school i trained twice a day for mm-hmm. athletics so then after that i i didn't want once i joined college i didn't want to let go i mean i was always somebody who was into fitness into activity so i joined parkour and from parkour there's this group called chennai parkour a very good group in which teaches chennai which teaches parkour in chennai mm-hmm. so from there i moved on i started doing the wild warrior races um sorry okay. i started doing the wild warrior races my my siblings my sister actually started off with chimet um, vikram hmm. uh the the guy who runs wild yeah, warrior bull shark man and right <laughs> bull shark yes yeah uh so we we got to know him we started doing the wild warrior races i think my sister was there at the first wild warrior race so naturally we also followed in uh, started doing the wild warrior races then one thing led to another you know it's it's uh, the world is a small place where you know <laughs> when you start uh, networking in it so yeah. it was quite interesting that way we got to meet a lot of people in the fitness space okay as you mentioned about you know wild warrior races i suppose not many people would know about it so maybe like give a quick brief about what happens and how do you guys train and stuff so 
a wild warrior race is gen- generally an obstacle course race mm-hmm. it's not only wild warrior there's another company also which does it it's devil circuit i'm not sure what if you further that it's okay. it's pretty much if i have to explain it to people i tell them it's like a ninja warrior course but um, not as intense as a ninja warrior okay. course so it's 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 a little bit of uh, military style boot camp uh, um boot camp kind of training you know the where you climb under crawl under ropes and class scale walls flip tires it's a whole range of different things and from a point of difficulty i'd say anybody can do it in fact in in the race itself they have two levels where they have a competitive level where you have to do all the obstacles and then they have a non competitive level where you can just um, do it for the fun of it so um in terms of doing an obstacle course race i think i'd say it's it's not very it's very easy all you need mm-hmm. to do is um uh have the will power of course there's endurance which is required to complete your race climbing climbing your obstacles uh, of course you need a certain degree of fitness i I'd, i'd say if you're able to hang from a bar uh for a solid uh one minute or so and do do a little bit of monkey bars that that covers uh, 70% of the obstacles okay so if you're able to because that that a lot, a lot of it is there's a lot of bar work apart from that there's a little bit of weight lifting so uh flipping tires sometimes lifting a ball and the rest is pretty much simple you crawl under crawl under ropes maybe sometimes walk across a beam so um it's it's an experience i'd say so if anybody wants to try it out i wouldn't i i tell them to go ahead and not hesitate because only once you do it you'll really know where you stand some people okay. are super impressed with themselves some people think they can do could have done better so mm-hmm. it's always a motivating factor if you try it out i always had plans to try but then a bit hesitant <laughs> towards it i don't know why you should you should definitely go for it it's it's <laughs> it's a very fun atmosphere okay so <laughs> i'll i'll let you know if i come in time for this <laughs> Yeah definitely I'll put you in touch with the people who uh, who this thing when you when when the next race is on, yeah. on of course I'm not sure when that's going to be mm-hmm. with this current yeah. situation <laughs> So like I I want to know like who was your first actual customer of Thanos Thanos and how exciting was it So my first customer was actually a friend of mine again mm-hmm. who I met through the fitness space her name is uh, Shweta mm-hmm. she's I'm not sure if you know from Shweta guy she's a she's she's a very interesting person also she does she's a model she's also a fitness enthusiast so she's she's um she's quite quite uh she's i think a jack of all trades i'd say okay so she she was one of our first customers mm-hmm. and uh, she messaged me on instagram saying hey matthew this is this looks really cool can i get can i have a pair so i gave her uh, i mean i remember once we manufactured it i wrote a little note on it Okay. And I hand delivered it to her house. And I think she still uses those products. Okay. So, in fact, we we've subsequently done a lot more products with her. We've done a lot more products for her. I think she's one of our best customers. <laughs> <laughs> and um she still uses I'm happy to say that she still uses those um parlets which we initially made. So, our first customers still using our products. <laughs> That's cool. So you guys are actually launching out a poll collaboration with Anusha, right? Yes. So when is the launch? Like, how's it going on? Um. So we why we started um, 
I'll tell you why we started this poll thing. It's a little bit because it in it is still a little bit of a taboo when people think pole. They only think of the exotic dancers and the the Western culture of it. But in fact, very few people know about this uh, the sport called malakam, which okay. is a Indian. It's an Indian sport, in fact, which um which requires which has very similar moments. It's basically uh it's centered around the pole. It, it's not a rotating pole, but it is a standalone pole which requires, which has strength, which which showcases the strength of the of the practitioner. Okay. So, I I don't know. I I didn't. I haven't done my research on it, but I'm okay. pretty sure that th- that was the root of what eventually went to the Western world and became exotic dancers. So, doing the pole, in fact, requires you requires extreme extremely high levels of fitness in terms of. The, all those all those uh, tricks which they do they do inversions on a pole it's not easy to to hold yourself prop yourself up mm-hmm. on yeah. on a single on a single bar kind of thing so that that has become an avenue of fitness which is in fact very popular uh, in the west but unfortunately it still has a little bit of taboo in india so what we are hoping to do through this pole collaboration is to bring bring in that culture of pole fitness into into the into the cha- uh, indian fitness scene and um, we wanted to be we are the pioneers of it and we are hoping to be the driving force behind making it more popular in so we're launching back to your original question mm-hmm. of when we're launching we we wanted to make sure all our qua- products we were very focused on our quality mm-hmm. so we want to make sure everything is set so within the next two weeks i'd say we'd be set to open bookings we've already launched it Uh, the the model is on our page but yep. opening bookings per se will be in the next two weeks as and we're just ironing out a few little last bits and it's it's a very very interesting concept and i feel that uh, hopefully we'll be the pioneers and hopefully be the driving force behind the pole fitness revolution in india that's great i wish you all the best for it thank you thank you so much <laughs> and and i really love the way you actually you know put out the launch with the board stuff and then standing here and out there <laughs> it was actually creative yeah thank you so yeah it was just uh, again brainstorming you know uh, you can you never know what you're capable of until you're sitting in a room and you're forced to think mm-hmm. and then suddenly all it takes is one idea and it it just comes out uh, so, so yeah, we almost like yeah yeah go ahead go ahead no i was just saying it was quite interesting shooting the 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 pictures for that because it was of course it as you can see the board is blank yeah so it was a little weird of for us to be standing in the middle of the road with the <laughs> uh, thing especially when we went to kapaleshwar coil we we thought we'd we'd miss the morning rush when we went so we all the other places were fine but mm-hmm. in uh, in the mylapur uh, no did i say uh, yeah the mylapur temple um when we held it up all the devotees were walking to walking to the temple and they were all looking at us like what is wrong with you guys <laughs> so it was quite an experience that great so like we're almost at the end of this podcast i have like two more quick questions to ask one is like what are some of the initial difficulties you faced while you wanted to start out and build stanos so i think the initial difficulty would be there's always that thing of of doubt will it will it succeed will uh, will you be the laughing stock will will people be like oh what is this some some crap is made but uh, of course i i personally i can say that i i thought of that but then i thought what well, if if 
I either do it now and I know the result or I don't do it and I live in regret for the rest of my life. So yeah. I think that was one of the initial difficulties. Subsequently, while registering our companies, uh, our company, we had to face a little bit while G- registering our GST for our GST number. We we had to go to the government offices and of course, as you know, government offices aren't uh, mm-hmm. uh, very uh, friendly. We live in India. <laughs> yeah, but I'm happy to say that we managed to get the job done without any without uh, greasing any palms. So it it just took patience and and uh, so up, up until now we've done everything uh, by the book. So difficulties were always will always be there and. we've crossed every hurdle until now and we're ready to cross all the hurdles to come that is cool so the last question i on i actually planned to ask like maybe some tips for the listeners who are like trying out and coming out of college but i instead i want to ask you like one of the failures that you managed up on the lesson that you learned in the process of building stones like maybe that could help a lot of people listening to this i guess so failures um i mean i wouldn't call it a failure per se but we when in one of the races in fact the wild warrior race we had put up a stall over that where we thought we'd sell a lot of products so we invest we we made a whole bunch of products mm-hmm. we manufactured like uh, of our different we have about three models of different products our standard products mm-hmm. we manufactured about um uh let's say i think about 30 products 30 40 products i mean that's how much we can we manuf- managed to manufacture and we thought oh it it will get sold out and once we went there we we had it over the two days that it was we we got a lot of visibility but we didn't sell a uh, single product so mm-hmm. at that moment it seemed like it was all a waste it was a failure but then um i think about a month later was when the lockdown hit the may lockdown and uh, almost in a span of four four or five days all our products were sold out because people were anticipating that second lockdown they didn't want to go unprepared so they came <laughs> came we delivered it fast we, it was lucky so the fact that we had manufactured normally we we manufacture based on order like once our orders start coming in mm-hmm. we manufacture based on that but since we already had stock this was like the fact that it didn't sell over there was a blessing in disguise because we manuf- managed to supply our customers at the moment when they needed it when they really really wanted it also that is great to hear so thanks a lot matthew for your-